Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to To Empower You. I am your host, back better than ever, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about the anointing makes the difference. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles and something to write with, as I believe this show will bless you real good. I want to start here in 1 Samuel chapter 16. And read verse 13. Before I give you my principal text today, as I was thinking about what I would share with you, looking back over my life, and I know that this podcast is for young adults and young married couples between the ages of 18 and 30, which is a a far reaching base in terms of young people. But I do have people that are over the age of 30 that listen to this podcast and get something out of it as well. But when I look back over my life and see how God has brought me through different things, you know, I know now, almost at the age of 50 years old, that the anointing has made the difference in my life. When I was growing up, the mentors and teachers and people that my age group wanted to be like when I was 20 years old, you know, we wanted to be anointed. We wanted to be used of God. We didn't necessarily know why we did, but we really wanted to be used of God. When I look at this generation, I don't know that I see that always. I'm not saying that this generation of young people, they don't want to be anointed, but I don't hear a lot of young people talk about the anointing, maybe because it's not enough messages being preached on it. Maybe A lot of young people think that they can do a lot of things in their own gifting or their own natural talent. But I'm telling you, you can only go so far with natural talent or your natural ability. When you are in the service of the Lord, you have got to have the power of God resting on your life because there's so much evil that your natural ability just can't do it. Your natural gifting just can't do it. You're not talented enough. The enemy is far more craftier and there's so many demonic forces that what you think you need, you don't need, actually. What you think you got ain't enough is what I'm trying to say. So the power of God, the anointing on your life is really going to help you to destroy yokes and certain things that the enemy has concocted for families and for people that you will come in contact with. And I mean, you can just hear people just share certain things that they're struggling with. And I'm telling you, you just in and of yourself, you're not enough to get the job done. But you can depend on the anointing to get it done because it will teach you. It will help you. It is a sheer power from the Lord Jesus himself. And that power is enough. And so learning how to yield to the anointing, learning how the anointing can teach you through humility 
and to help you do some things that you want to do for God to be successful. And success is not things, right? We know that the Lord will give you things for you to enjoy and to make your life easier and to make other people's lives easier. But the anointing on your life is to break the yoke off of people who are just wayladed in trials and tribulations and demonic pressures. And even as we will continue to see sickness and disease and persecution happen in the world, you've got to be anointed. So if you're 18 listening to me, if you're 30 years old listening to me, I want you again to take some notes and think about some things that I'm going to share with you because maybe you feel like I don't have anything to give or maybe you feel like I'm so gifted and talented. I got enough, but you're going to find out that that's going to run out. And when it does, that's when you really need to understand the power of God's anointing. And so when I look back over my life, I'm able to see that I thought, uh, you know, my good looks would get me over. I thought my schooling would get me over. I thought my few connections would get me over. But I'm telling you, when you get into the service of the Lord, that's when you really find out that there is truly an adversary trying to take out families, trying to take out men and women and you have got to have something on your life to be able to destroy the works of the enemy. If Jesus had to be anointed to do the works of the Lord, what you think you going to need? So we need that and then some. All right. So let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 13 and see what the word of the Lord is for today. The Bible says, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. I want to read that to you again. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Now that's powerful because the moment that David was anointed by Samuel, the power of God rested on his life from that day forward. Now, I said to you that we're going to talk about the benefits of the anointing and the first, I've got about 10 of these. And so the first five is going to deal with a fellow by the name of Saul, who was anointed before David was, but because of some things that Saul did, he didn't obey God, didn't do the things that the prophet told him to do, didn't do things that God had told him to do. Samuel now is on the search for who will be the next anointed king. And so this is why I read to you 1 Samuel chapter 16, 13, so we can see that David was that designer person to whom God was going to use as a powerful, prolific king, and David was anointed. But it's so important to understand that Saul was too. And we'll see that here in these uh, first five uh, scriptures that I will give to you, and even the first five benefits of the anointing. All right, so let's start out like this. Number one, the anointing makes you a commander leader. 
Now let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1, to kind of weigh this out with this gentleman by the name of Saul. The Bible says, then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head. This is Saul now. And kissed him and said, it is not because the Lord has anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance. And so we see here that Saul was a very good looking fellow, but his good looks couldn't help him do what God wanted him to do. And that's what I was trying to say to you earlier that, you know, we kind of think that, you know, the power of God will rest on our life based upon how we look or the family that we come out of or the money that we have or the networks that we think are important because that's what the world continues to brainwash us to believe. But when you come into the things of God, you understand that it doesn't matter how you look. When the power of God is resting on your life, as a matter of fact, the anointing makes you look better than what you look. But with Saul, he was fighting some things because he was tall, he was handsome, he had the package in the natural. But what he didn't have was the grace of God on his life. And so we can see this here, that when Samuel took that vial of oil and he poured it upon Saul's head and he kissed him and said, is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee? So we ought to understand that even when man is doing the work of God, even as Samuel did, it's God's anointing over your life. And we can see here at this point that this anointing made him captain over his inheritance. And this is why I said the anointing makes you a commander leader. It makes you something you could not be. I'm going to say that to you again. What school can't do, what college will never do, what your connections can never do, the anointing can do. And I also want to say this. People are not born leaders. I hear people saying this all the time, and this is just my opinion. I don't believe that people are born to be leaders. I can take you to the Bible and talks about even Moses. Moses was prolific in a lot of things that he did. But Moses told God, I can't even talk. You know, I got a speech problem. And then God says, don't matter. I've anointed you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to send Aaron to help you. So in other words, we can have some physical issues going on in our life, but that's not going to stop God from using us. God says my anointing is going to cover up the differences. My anointing is going to make up the differences. My anointing is going to cause you to do things that you could not do. And it makes you a leader. In other words, leaders have to be made. Leaders are not born. And so I want you to understand that wherever you are right now, God is going to make you what he wants you to wants you to be. Same thing with the life of Abraham. God had to make Abraham what he wanted him to be. He just didn't come out of the womb being the things that he uh, was or that we saw in the Bible. And so this is a process, but the anointing is a process. And so when we are anointed by God, it takes us through all kinds of little different things, building our character, our integrity, all the things that it's going to take for somebody to listen to you and to follow you and to help you or for you to help them. And so the anointing of God is the very thing that we need. Number two, 
the anointing will locate your missing blessings in your life. First uh, Samuel uh, chapter 10, verse 2. Let's look at this. When thou art departed from me today, then thou shalt find two men by Rachel's sepulcher in the border of Benjamin at Zilzah, and they will say unto thee, The asses which thou went to seek are found, and lo, thy father have left the care of the asses, and sorroweth for you, saying, What shall I do for my son? So we see here that in this particular verse that Saul was looking for his father's asses. He couldn't find them, but the anointing of God will locate your missing blessings, will locate the things that you need in your life. When you cannot find them, when you cannot put them together, when they seem to be as far as, as the east is from the west, it's something about that anointing. It begins to close the gaps it begins to dot the I's. It begins to cross the T's. Your life begins to make sense. Things that you just could not get to. Doors that just would not open for you. Opportunities that wouldn't come your way. Right from the moment uh, that Saul was anointed, things began to happen for him. And I want to say this to you. Things will begin to happen for you. It's the anointing that makes the difference. Point number three, the anointing advances you and pushes you forward. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 3. And it says, then thou shalt go on forward from thence. I want you to underscore that word forward. And thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor, and there shall meet thee three men going up to God to Bethel, one carrying three kids, and another carrying three loaves of bread, and another carrying a bottle of wine. The anointing advances you. It'll push you forward. Maybe you're looking for some advancement. I want you to stop looking for advancement from people. I want you to stop looking for advancement from schooling, not saying that schooling is not good or not proper or doesn't have its place. But at the end of the day, the anointing, the power of God knows how to push you forward. Jesus was very intelligent as a child, but he had to be anointed by God to do the works that the Lord had his father had sent him to do. Just natural schooling wouldn't have helped him. Serving his natural father, Joseph, only could go so far. But when it came time for Jesus to do what God had called him to do, none of those things could help him. But it's the anointing that will advance you and push you forward. And the wonderful thing about it is when that anointing pushes you forward, you know it is. You can recognize it. Because you know in and of yourself, again, you are not that smart to put together the certain things that will happen in your life. And that's one of the things that the anointing will begin to teach you. You are not all that you think you are. You are not all that. But once you can recognize and have recognition that the power of God on my life is really taking me places that I never would dream to go, it just births a great deal of humility in your life. Point number four, the anointing will connect you to people 
who celebrate God and are God fearing. Now look at let's look at first Samuel chapter 10, verse five. If you notice, I'm taking a lot of these passages right here, one after another in first Samuel chapter 10. Notice what it says. And thou and that thou shalt come to the hill of God, where is the garrison of the Philistines? And it shall come to pass when thou art come thither to the city that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with the psaltery and the to bread and the pipe and a harp before them, and they shall prophesy. Now look at this. We can see that this anointing will connect you to people who celebrate God and are God-fearing. But we can see that the life of Saul is just coming together. Things about him are happening. He uh, was connected with a company of prophets. He was connected with people who were praising God and celebrating him. And they were prophesying. And we can even note that he began to prophesy. And we'll talk about that here in the next verse. But we can see how Saul's life has just been radically changed. And God wants to radically change your life through a benefit of the anointing. That you will begin to be connected with people who will celebrate you, who will push you, who will love you. I want to also put this in here too. Who will also correct you? I know we don't like to be corrected, but you're going to have some people in your life that will see some things about you because they love you and they don't want you to miss what God is doing next. You just can't have everybody in your life celebrating you. That's part of it. But even in celebration, there should be some people in your life that can say to you, continue to stay humble, continue to seek God, continue to have a thirst and a hunger for God. We can see how people's lives, they, they come from a place of poverty and the anointing hits their life and they just start to go up, up, up and up. And we can see the anointing on their lives just ascend to high heights. But the problem is the people around them become fearful of them and they don't tell them what they should know. They don't tell them what they need to know. And they just let them continue to behave badly. But I want to tell you, you want to be around people that will not only celebrate and praise God for the gift that's on your life and the anointing that's on your life, but you also want people around you who will rebuke you and correct you because they love you. And again, they want to see you go far in the things of God. All right. Point number five, the anointing causes you to become a new man and a new woman. Now, look, let's look at first Samuel chapter 10, verses six and seven. We'll see this here. It says, and the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee and thou shalt prophesy with them. Notice when the spirit of the Lord came upon Saul, he started to prophesy. He couldn't do that before. He was good looking. He was tall. He was handsome, but he couldn't prophesy. And thou shalt be turned, catch this, into another man. And let it be when these signs are come unto thee that thou do as occasion serve thee 
for God is with thee. God is giving Saul some prophetic insight and helping him to understand that, yes, you are going to be turned into a different person. Change comes from the power of the anointing. It gives you the will to do his good pleasure. Sometimes we don't understand why we want to do right. We want to do right because God has touched our life. He's touched our heart. And in this moment, you know, he's starting to see that God is touching his life through the power of the anointing. But somewhere Saul got off course. And notice what the scripture says, verse 7. And let it be when these signs are come unto thee that thou do as occasion serve thee. For God is with thee. Understand who's with you, Saul. Understand who's anointing you. Understand that you didn't have this before the anointing hit your life. Why do we forget? We get changed, and if we're not careful, we become arrogant. We start to think we're the only one that's got the word of the Lord. We think we're the only one that's being used of God. And this is where we make shipwreck. And this is where Saul, after this anointing hit his life, and he started to really do some good things, he just forgot. He didn't remember and this is why I want you, when we talk about the anointing is making the difference, don't ever forget that's what's making the difference. It's not you. Don't forget that. Don't think it's your charisma. Don't think you look all good. Don't think it's because you graduated school. You got this degree, that degree. Because we got people that's graduating every year and they ain't doing nothing with their lives. They can't even get a job. They can't even make a difference. But I've seen where people have been anointed by God and they just keep going higher and higher. No college education, higher, no master's degree, higher, no doctoral degree. They just keep ascending higher and higher and higher. And again, I am not saying that school is not important. But what I am saying to you is that the anointing is greater than a college degree. It's greater than your networking group. It's greater than your society that you are involved in. I'm telling you, the anointing will make the difference. Point number six, the anointing raises your worship to God. Now, let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 16. 1 Samuel chapter 16. Look at what verse number 23 says. It says, and it came to pass... When the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took a harp and played with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Watch this. When you are anointed by God, you get results. It raises your worship. It takes your worship, watch this, to a specific place to meet a specific need and break a yoke off of somebody's life. Every time Saul was upset with an evil spirit, David would take that harp and he knew how to skillfully play that thing. Now, I want to say this to you as well. David was anointed to play that harp, but on the natural side, I believe he practiced. I don't believe he just got up and just played. I believe he practiced too. So you do have to work your craft. 
this is for all musicians that might hear me. I've heard musicians play and they play this and they play that, but it's very rare that you can hear a skillful musician who put his time in, that he's just not always uh, leaning on God without him working his craft. You've got to work your craft. And I do believe that David did that. I mean, they even looked all over the land for somebody uh, to help Saul. Because Saul was in a bad place, man. And David was selective because he had skill. And when we think about skill, we think about someone who honed that skill. He was skillful because he practiced. He was skillful because he took necessary time to work on playing. And when you do that, I believe the anointing on your life will increase. Your worship will increase. The power of God on your life will increase. So you can't be lazy with this anointing. You got to wake up and you got to say, okay, God, you touched my life, but I got to do something with it. Even if someone has been anointed to preach. In other words, the power of God on their life is pushing uh, the spirit of grace to help them to be successful. But you still got to read your Bible. You still got to pray. You still got to study. You still got to consecrate. You still got to fast. God doesn't read the Bible for me. God doesn't pray for me. I've got to put my time in. So I don't want you to think that it's just going to be the anointing by itself. Yes, it does make the difference, but you have to do your part. And David did. And I'm telling you, David was profound, man, at playing that harp. And it would hit places in Saul's life and calm him down and drive them evil spirits away from him. Point number seven, the anointing will make you a powerful person that overcomes every battle despite the attacks. Now let's look at Judges chapter 15, starting at verse number four. We'll conclude at verse number five. This is really good. And Samson went and caught 300 foxes. I just want you to think about this. Samson went and caught 300 foxes that the anointing on his life helped this boy to, watch this, not just two, Lord have mercy, I can't catch one fox, and I doubt that you can too. He caught 300 foxes and took fire bands and turned tail to tail and put a fire band in the midst between two tails. Wait a minute. Is this right? That Samson caught 300 foxes. He tied them together and put a fire band in the midst between two tails. How do you do that? This is what I'm saying to you. When you have the anointing of God on your life, people will look at you and say, how did you do this? It's impossible in the natural for you to do these kinds of things. But when you are anointed by God, you can do things that the natural man just could not do. And I'm telling you, Samson was an example of this. The Bible didn't say that Samson had bulging biceps and triceps and pectoral muscles and big, strong calves. It didn't say that Samson could bench press 350 pounds. That's, that's, not, where, that's not how Samson got his strength. 
Samson got his strength through the vows he kept to God. And as long as he honored those vows, the Lord allowed him to do extraordinary things. And this is what I want to tell you, young people. You got to be consecrated. I know it's difficult, man, because, you know, you want to do some things with your friends. And I'm not saying that you can't have fun. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying to you that you got to know when to say no. You got to know when this, the next thing that you're going to do could violate the anointing on your life. You got to know that. Most young people don't know that. And so I want to encourage you that sanctification is the way. I want to encourage you. It's okay to be different because when you're different, you can do some different things just like Samson did. Verse number five says, and when he had set the bands on fire, he let them go into the standing corn of the Philistines and burnt up both the shocks and also the standing, the shocks and the standing corn with the vineyards and olives. Wow. Samson destroyed their whole outfit. He wiped them out. 300 foxes tied them together put the bands, fire bands in between the tails and let them loose and burnt up everything. The corn, the stocks, all of it just destroyed everything. And again, when the power of God is on your life, it can help you wipe out things. It can help you to destroy things in your family. It can help you come out of debt. It can help you rebuild your relationship with your son or daughter. It can help you to create a business that's never been created before. It can help you lay hands on the sick, prophesy the word, be used of God in a magnanimous way. It's just too many things to list here, but Samson is such a great example of the power of God resting on his life. Point number eight, the anointing will protect you. Man, is this not something we need today? In the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of COVID, in the midst of all these virus strands coming one after another, it seems like every other week something is changing. The anointing will protect you. Maybe right now as you're listening to me, you're afraid right now because of the uncertainty that's going on in the world, because of the sickness and disease and because of the violence in different parts of the U.S. and around the world. Maybe you're listening to me from another country and certain things are just being waged against you. I want to tell you today that the anointing on your life will protect you. And all you got to do is ask God to anoint you. All you got to do is receive that anointing. Just lift your hand and say, Lord, lay your hands on me. And part of that benefit of the anointing is he will protect you. When God has called you and anointed you for something to do, he will protect you. You don't have to worry about where you go. You don't have to worry about where he's sending you. You don't have to be concerned about what the next virus is going to be, what the next terrorist is going to be, getting on an airplane, a bus, a car, sending your kids to school. It does not matter. I want to tell you that the anointing will protect your life. Look at Psalms 20 verse 6 and it says, now I know that Jehovah saves his anointing. 
Notice that now I know. In other words, I didn't know. But now I know that the anointing is on my life, that it saves his anointed. He will hear from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. The hand of God, the power of God that's in that hand is on your life today. And I want to say to you, you will be protected and you will be preserved to do great things for the Lord. So don't worry about the stuff that's going on. When you worry, what it does is stifles the anointing. You don't want the anointing to be stifled through worry and doubt and unbelief because the anointing cannot work when it's being hampered by fear. That's why the Bible says, I've not given you the spirit of fear. Anything that's negative, it will attack the anointing and stifle it. It will cause it not to flow. There's a kink in the line. This is why we have to make sure, even in of our own selves, that when we are feeling a certain kind of way that we know it's not of God, we got to make sure that we get rid of that. And we got to continue to declare and decree that we are the Lord's anointed. We are called for such a time as this, young man, young woman. You are called for such a time as this to serve your generation. God wants to use you. You don't have to wait until you're 40 years old for God to use you, 50 years old for God to use you. God can use you at 12. He can use you at 16, 20, 25, 30. God can use you. You look all throughout the Bible how God was raising up young people to be used of God. God wants to use you right now because you've got your strength. Just don't rely on it. Rely on the power of God to see you through. Point number nine, the anointing will find your enemies and destroy them. Listen, let's just be honest. We got some enemies out here. We got some haters. We got some people who just want us dead. But it don't matter because the anointing on my life will find my enemy and destroy him, which means I don't have to spend time trying to find my enemy. I don't have to spend time trying to find those that don't like me. God never told us to do that. God says, you just do what I told you to do, and the anointing will find those who are trying to destroy you, trying to kill you, try to take you out prematurely before your time. Look at Psalms 21 and 8. Your hand will find all your enemies. Your right hand will find those who hate you. See, when we name the name of Christ, they hate us because they hate God. That's why it's not about you. It's about him. They know who you represent. Trust me, the enemy know who you represent when you serve in God. He knows they knew who Paul was. They said, Paul, I know. But who are you? See, when you're anointed by God, God already has you marked and the enemy can see it. So think it not strange when darts are coming your way and people dislike you. Watch this. It's a sign that the anointing is on your life. Would the enemy be bothering you if you was on his team? I think not. So the reason why a lot of things are coming against us and enemies are rising up on one side of us and the other side of us is because God has anointed us to do a task. But here's what I want to tell you because I got good news for you. The anointing will find your enemy. Your hand will find my enemy. God's right hand. His holy arm has gotten us the victory and will get you the victory every time. Point number 10, my final closing. The anointing breaks the yoke. 
simple, plain. The anointing breaks the yoke. The yoke of poverty, the yoke of disease, the yoke of frustration, every yoke that could be around your neck even now and around those that you will minister to. Because when it's around your neck, it's choking you. You can't breathe. You can't do the things that you want to do. But I want to tell you that the anointing of the Lord will break the yoke and remove every burden. Here's the scripture in Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall be in that day, his burden, in other words, his load, his hardship, his anxiety, or his grief, the burden of mental illness shall be taken away from off your shoulder and his yoke from off your neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And when the power of God is resting on your life, it comes against those that's got a heavy load. Hardship, anxiety, fear, grief, the burden of mental illness. Is that not what the world is dealing with right now? God want to raise you up right now to do something about what's going on in this pandemic. Because the pandemic, again, is just not about COVID-19. Uh, it's about a lot of things that have happened because of it. Families are being destroyed. People got mental illness. People want to commit suicide. People want to run away from their marriages, want to run away from their kids. People are just pressured on every side. But thanks be unto God in a time like this, he brought me here to tell you that my anointing is going to make the difference for you. Every single time, the anointing will show up in your life for a task to do something and to get results. And that's what I'm about. I want to get results. You should want to get results because God is all about getting results. So I want the anointing to rise up in you. Let the spirit of God, the spirit of grace turn over into your spirit. Now is the time to be used of God like never before. I want to encourage you today. Seek the anointing. Seek the Lord for his anointing. And the only reason why we should want to be anointed because we know without it, we cannot do the works of ministry. We cannot be effective on our jobs. We cannot be effective as husbands, as wives, as young people. We cannot be effective to pray for people, for sickness and diseases to go. We need something stronger than ourselves. And I want to tell you, the anointing makes the difference. All right. Well, that's all that I have for you today. I pray that this episode blessed you. If it did, I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. Or you can go to my website at thomasadeloach.com. I have a subscriber box there. Put your email information in there and click the send button and I will send you a free PDF. Also on that website, if you want to partner with me so that these shows can continue to come to you, I know that there are people that are downloading these shows and I want to thank you for doing so. But if you believe that God has called you to partner financially with me, no dollar amount is too big, no dollar amount is too small, and everything that you give helps me to produce a quality show and helps me to stay consistent so that I can be a consistent voice in your ear to encourage you and then push, push you and empower you to be the best version of yourself. I'm praying for you as always. Go out there with the power of God and his anointed. But more importantly, be
empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com and follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be empowered.